So this idea that we have all of these opportunities out there, but we have to choose, it's a very big reality. And a lot of us don't always face it. And the problem is, of all these things that we can do, how do we choose? And that's the tool that we try to give you in the one thing. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of your life, you're going to be defined by your choices. If you've ever heard the old adage, how does a kid spell love? T-I-M-E. Where you invest your time defines your relationships and your life. So how you do that matters, and it matters a lot. What is going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week I'm condensing a book down with four golden nuggets, just trying to save you a little bit of time. I'm excited about this book. This week's book, it's all about trying to save you time. It's about trying to make you more successful. It's about trying to simplify your life so you can get more important things done. The book is called The One Thing. The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. Now in our life, typically we add more than we subtract. We try to take more things on. We put more on our plates. Our to-do list grows. That's just what we do. We try to take on more work. When in reality, Papazan and Keller, they're telling us that we need to subtract. We need to take things away. Like the artist trying to create a brand new sculpture. They start with a lump of clay. They don't continue to add clay. No, they strip away the non-essential elements until the true beauty is revealed underneath. That's funny. I heard that from a Bruce Lee quote way back in the day. And that's just something that rings true when I read this book. So if you're someone who is working a lot, you're putting in a lot of hours, you're doing a lot of work, and yet you don't feel like you're moving forward, then this book might be for you. Definitely listen to this episode and tune in on Wednesday when I talk to Jay Papazan about the one thing. Because this book might be just what you need to change your life and put you on a brand new trajectory. Now with that in mind, let's crack right into this one. The One Thing, the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results by Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. Golden nugget number one. If you want to achieve extraordinary results... Start by selecting one thing to be great at. This is the problem of life. There is an overabundance of opportunities. There is an overabundance of uh, things that we can do with our time. We have so much time and there's so many opportunities, so many different things that we can do. And because of that, we sabotage ourselves. I mean, for myself, there's so many different things I could do. I could do sales. I could do marketing. I could do product development. I could do inventing. I could do licensing. I could do strategy. I could do coaching. I could do so many different things. And yet, it's that one thing. What's that one thing that you're really, really good at? What's that one thing the marketplace knows you for? You know, we think about organizations. Think about companies. I bet you know what the one thing of that company is. Let me give you an example here. KFC, what's their one thing? Starbucks, what's their one thing? Coors or Budweiser, what's their one thing? It's a no-brainer. We all know what their one thing is. They got really great at it, and because of that, it became an extraordinary success. Now, it didn't happen overnight. It took time, as anything in life. There's no such thing as an overnight success. There is no such thing as an overnight success. 
if you show me an overnight success, I'll show you somebody who did a lot of work in the background and for many, many years to get to where they are now. Doesn't mean they were an overnight success. It just means you found them now. But instead, they put years and years of effort into getting to where they wanted to get. A really cool example that um, Gary and Jay share in the book. I really like this one. They talk about a single domino. A very small, you know, normal domino. A single domino. It's capable of bringing down a domino that's 50% larger than itself. Okay, so if you think about a regular domino, normal size, think about a domino that's 50% bigger than that. Well, that smaller domino can knock over the larger domino. Okay, so now uh, Gary and Jay in the book, they put together a what-if diagram to demonstrate the implication of this fact. So it starts off with a two-inch tall domino. Okay, and starts to topple the other dominoes. Well, if you continue to follow this 50% larger um, uh, idea, by the time you hit domino 18, it the size of the domino rivals the leaning tower of Pisa. By the time you hit the 23rd domino, that domino towers over the Eiffel Tower. And the 31st domino, well, that looms over Mount Everest. If we go all the way to domino 57, which isn't that far, it practically bridges the distance between the Earth and the Moon. And yet it all started out with a very simple two-inch tall domino. So why do they use that example and why am I sharing it with you? Well, they use that example to demonstrate to you that you can achieve great things. You can reach the moon, so to speak, by starting off small. Whatever your moon is, whatever your destination is, it could be a million dollars, it could be a CEO of a company, it could be six-pack abs, I don't know what it is that you're trying to achieve, but it all starts by taking that one small step. And it takes time. Like I said, there's no overnight success. It takes time. And so this example is just designed to show you that by focusing on one small thing and by incrementally improving step by step, just focusing on one thing, getting better, accomplishing it, being successful, starting off there and moving up slowly, you're eventually going to achieve extraordinary results. Now, yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes focus. But that's what this book is pushing you to do. If you want to be a great marketer, then you have to focus solely on marketing. Pick that one thing and get really great at it. What's that one thing you can be really great at? Now, I've talked about this before. This is all about niching. It's all about niching. You know, you pick a niche, you get rich. This is exactly what it's about. If you're an organization, what's the one thing that you're known for? Again, Starbucks, KFC, Coors, Budweiser. We all know what they're famous for. What are you famous for? What's your company famous for? Do you have a number of different practice areas that people are like, ah, oh, they do X, Y, and Z. Eh, whatever, they're okay. Or do you do one thing exceptionally well? What's your one thing as an individual? What's the one thing that you do really well? Are you a great coder? Are you a great iOS developer? Are you a great lawyer, a great accountant, a great marketer, a great salesperson? What are you? What's that one thing that you're great at? Focus on that one thing. Get deeper in it. Get books. Listen to podcasts. Go to training. Go to seminars. Practice. We go, to back, back, we go back to Malcolm Gladwell's uh, theory here, the 10,000 hours of success. Or you don't truly become an expert at anything until you hit 10,000 hours of practice in that one domain. If you're doing five or six, seven different things, you know how long it's going to take you to become an expert in that area? It's going to take you so much longer. So the whole purpose of this golden nugget is just trying to tell you to focus on one thing. If you want to become great at something in life, if you want to make money, if you want to achieve extraordinary results, focus on one thing and incrementally get better at it. Golden nugget number two, 
recognize and ignore the six myths to success. Now, in our trek, in our journey to becoming successful at whatever it is that we want to do in life, we got to remember there's certain things we should take seriously and things that we shouldn't take seriously. Now, there's been certain seeds that have been planted in our mind over the years, and we don't know where they've come from, but we just take that as the truth, the gospel truth. These myths we need to forget about. We need to move past them. The first one is that everything matters equally. No, not everything is equal. Don't be tempted by the checkoff game, you know, looking at your to-do list, checking all the items off. They're all equal. I just got to get them all done. It's not true. True achievers in life, they always work from a clear sense of priority. And it's up to you to determine what is a priority. You know, crossing items off your to-do list doesn't lead to success. Just as an activity is not necessarily related to productivity. If you want to be productive in something, if you want to achieve something great, then you need to focus on one thing. Get that one thing accomplished, then move on to the next. But make sure those things that you're accomplishing are truly going to move you forward. I know that in your career, you'll sit there and you'll look at at your to-do list. And in your mind, you know the things that are going to move you forward. The things that are going to mean the most. And yet, you sort of put that with other things that aren't that important. You know, there's strategic things and there's certainly operational things you have to achieve. And yes, your job, your career, you have to do both. However... Oftentimes, when it comes down to strategy and growing a company, most of the time we forget about the strategic pieces and we just get focused on the operational pieces, the busy work. And that comes down to the old phrase, working in your business and not on your business. Far too many people are working in their business. Everything's equal, of, everything's equal importance. Big myth. Not everything matters equally. Number two, the second myth. Multitasking works. Multitasking doesn't work. You might think that you're a great multitasker. If you focus on one thing at a time, you'll be far more accomplished and you'll get far more done. So block time away. Stay focused. Don't chase the shiny object or think you can overcome human limitations. And actually just focus on one thing. Focus on one thing at a time. By focusing on two things at once, three things at once, you're just not productive. It can't be done. Oh, and I know that's a challenge for some of you guys. When I say it can't be done, you're like, watch me. I'm going to make it happen. Don't do it. Multitasking is a myth. I know a lot of you out there think you're great multitaskers. Trust me, I used to be one of those people who thought I could be a great multitasker. I'm just far more efficient when I'm doing one thing at a time. And I think you will be too. The third thing, to be a success, you have to live a disciplined life. Have you ever thought... If only I was more disciplined, I'd be able to get that you know, result, that six, those six-pack abs, I'd be able to get that raise, or I'd be able to get that car I want. When it comes down to success, success is actually a short race. It's a sprint fueled by discipline, just long enough to form a habit. That's important. I want you to really mull that over. Rewind this back. And just listen to that again. It's all about choosing and building the right habits. That's going to be your key. That's going to be your key to success. You don't need to live a disciplined life. In fact, I'd argue that a lot of people who are extraordinarily successful in life aren't overly disciplined. They're just really disciplined in the one thing that truly matters. Again, I'll repeat it for you. Success is actually a short race. It's a sprint fueled by discipline just long enough to form a habit. I love that. The fourth myth. Willpower will get you through. 
Now, again, I'm somebody like that. I'm pig-headed. I'm determined. I think that I have enough willpower in my body to get me through anything. It's just not true. You know, I sit there and I watch videos and I need to constantly recharge, recharge, recharge. Well, just like the battery on your phone, your willpower has a limited life. Once you recognize this, then you'll see the importance of doing the most important work first thing in the day. You know, when your willpower is the highest. Jay and Gary in the book, they recommend that you should block off four hours a day for your one thing. What's that one thing you want to be great at? Focus on it for four hours out of your day. That's half your work day, perhaps. If it's something personal and you focus on it after work. But again, willpower is something funny. You got to constantly recharge yourself like that battery. For me, I know that if I need to continue to be strong and determined, I need to pump myself up throughout the day. I need to continually drive that energy into my body so that I'm able to continue to drive that level of excellence, level of performance that I need to succeed. Not everybody's as intense as I am or as crazy as I am, but, but if you are, then great. If you're not, then try to focus on things at the very beginning of the day. But I'll tell you right now, willpower, you need more than willpower. You need focus. It's taking a little while, so i got to go through this room really fast. So number five, a balanced life. Again, it's a myth. It can't be perfectly balanced. Life cannot be balanced perfectly. You know, an extraordinary life, it's, counter, it's a counterbalancing act. Let the right things take precedence when they should and get the rest when you can. So again, this comes down to focusing on priorities and by focusing on being able to prioritize what's truly important and making the tough decision to say, no, this is not important now, this is important now, that's critical. And I know you with so many things on your plate, it's difficult to do that, but you have to do it. There's no such thing as a balanced life. It's just a matter of counterbalancing everything that's on your plate. And the last myth, big is bad. Now, don't fear failure. Adopt a growth mindset, a mindset that's just always tuned for becoming better, earning more, accomplishing more. Only living big will let you experience the true life that you want, your true work potential, the true result, the desire that you're going after. So I want you to set a stretch goal. Set a stretch goal for yourself in anything that you're trying to do. So far above anything that you want that you'll be building a plan that practically guarantees your original goal. So if you're just trying to get fit, then set a goal that you need to be on stage, on stage at a bodybuilding competition or a fitness modeling competition a year from now. You have to be there. You must be on stage. So in your mind, you're like, man, I was just trying to get fit. I don't want to be on stage. Yeah, but act as if you're trying to get on stage. It's going to drive how you act, how you eat, how you make certain decisions. Big is not bad. Big is great. So there's the six myths for you to maul over. Think about them. And remember that they are all myths. And the things that I shared with you, try to keep those in mind and try to gain some perspective around that because I know a lot of these things are built into our minds as truth and we need to really forget those things. We really do. Golden nugget number three, recognize and destroy the four thieves of productivity. So what are the four thieves of productivity? Number one, thieve number one, the inability to say no. Now, if you're a people pleaser, if you like making people happy, then you're going to have a really tough time with this one. But your inability to say no is going to kill your productivity. Think of it this way. When you say yes to something that's coming to you, you have to say no to something else, right? You can't just say yes to everything and do everything. It doesn't work that way. You only have a limited amount of time in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year in order to accomplish something. 
So is the request you're considering connected to your one thing? If it is, then maybe you can prioritize it. If it's not, then get rid of it. But you have to be comfortable with saying no. And this is something I struggled with. I had a tough time with this. And I still think I have a little bit of a tough time with this. Because, you know, myself, I'm a people pleaser. I like to make people happy. I like to, um, I like to be liked. It's just a part of my character trait. But I've had to learn to say no. Because I've put myself in so many bad situations where I've promised things and not delivered. And I'll tell you this right now. Doing that many times. And I started that when I first started my career. And uh, doing that, it creates a lot of pain. So eventually you have to learn to say no. It just comes through your own experience. So a thief of productivity, just not being able to say no. You got to learn to say no. Thief number two, fear of chaos. Now, you got to know that when you strive for greatness, chaos, it's certain that it's going to join the party. Chaos is going to be here. When you're trying to do something great, when you're trying to really push something forward, You're going to uncover things that surprise you. You're going to come across paths that you have no idea what you're doing. You're going to start arguments. You're going to have some conflict. You're going to have some questions that you don't know answers to. There's going to be chaos. Do not fear chaos. You have to embrace it and understand that it's just a part of the process. And when you fear chaos, what happens? You you freeze. You freeze and you stop and you analyze this and you research this and you wait and you think about this and... You want to make sure you have all the right answers before you move forward because you want to avoid chaos. It doesn't work that way. If you want to become great, if you want to accomplish something great in your life, you have to embrace it. Don't fear chaos. The third thief, poor health habits. This is a big one. and I love this one because the mismanagement of your personal energy is the silent thief of productivity. You know, somebody who's got a lot of energy, they can obviously get a lot more accomplished. If you have a ton of energy throughout your day, then you can do a lot of things. I myself have a lot of energy, and so I accomplish a lot. And people say, man, how do you do so much? How do you just go from waking up in the morning at 6 a.m. and go until, you know, 1 a.m. at night? And I say it's because just I eat right. I work out. And because of that, I have plenty of energy. But I know a lot of colleagues of mine, friends, peers who don't work out, they don't eat right, and they sit there and they just have no energy. At the end of the day, they just want to put their feet up and sleep and, hey... If that's you and that's just the way you want to be, then that's cool, man. That's that's great. But if you're trying to accomplish something great, one thing that makes you great, that's extraordinary, you got to watch your habits. You got to watch your eating habits. You got to watch your health habits. And the last thief of productivity, an environment that doesn't support your goals. Now, this is really important because you have to pay attention to who you surround yourself with because eventually you're going to become just like them for good or for bad. If you hang around people who like to uh, drink beer and party all night, well, eventually you're going to be pulled into that unless you fight it, unless you fight that environment. If you're around people who say, hey, listen, man, you work way too hard or hey, girl, you work way too hard. You got to take it easy on yourself. Stop doing this kind of stuff. And if everyone around you is telling that, eventually you're going to be like, you know, maybe I'm working too hard. Maybe I do have to take a load off. I got to relax more. Don't think so. That's not the way it is. An environment that doesn't support your goals is a huge killer of productivity. You need to be around people who support your goals and people who have very similar goals to you or be around people who have goals that are even bigger than yours. That way it's like, wow, I can do more. I can accomplish more. You have to constantly increase your standards as Tony Robbins says. He says all the time. You got to increase your standard of living, increase your standards of expectation, what you expect of yourself, what you expect of the world. And as you keep raising those expectations, 
eventually what's going to happen is you're going to continue to meet those expectations and you're going to become something extraordinary. You're going to accomplish something extraordinary. But that only comes if you change your environment. So be aware of the environment that you're putting yourself in and understand, hey, is this environment helping me accomplish my goals or is it hurting my ability to accomplish my goals? Golden nugget number four. And I like this one. I think you're going to like it too. Never sacrifice your personal life for your work. This one's so important because so many of us, we're workaholics. And we put in so much time in the office and we bring home our work. And we do our work in the evening, which takes away from time with our, our husbands, our wives, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, whatever. It just takes away time from family, our kids. It takes away time that we might want to be putting into ourselves, our bodies, making good meals, taking up hobbies. Just meditation, relaxing, reading a book. You know, imagine if life were a game. A game where you have to juggle five balls at all times. You know, you're sitting there, you're doing your best. You're busy all the time and you're trying to juggle these balls. And the balls are called work, family, health, friends, and integrity. And you're keeping all of them in the air. But one day you finally come to the realization that work... It's not a glass ball. Work is a rubber ball. And if you drop it, it'll bounce back. The other four balls, they're made of glass. So if you drop one of them, it's going to get scuffed up. It's going to get nicked. And perhaps it could even get shattered. Now, the reason for that kind of imagery of the five elements there, work, family, health, friends, and integrity, is that work is always going to be there. The others you can let go of, and I'm telling you, you could lose your health very quickly. You could lose relationships very quickly. Time goes by so fast. Kids grow up so fast. You know, if you neglect your spouse or don't give them the time that they want, you could always make another phone call. You can always send another pitch or catch up on yesterday's work tomorrow, but you can never undo, you know, a missed date, a missed tournament that your kids went to, you know, chronic disease or, or what have you. A lot of these things you can't take back. Let that sink in for a second. You can't take those things back. You miss them. You miss the opportunity. Do not let work get in the way of your personal life. You know, your work priorities, you know, seven, eight, nine, those are always going to be negotiable and can be put off to some other time and maybe perhaps not even be done at all. As long as if you're working on your one thing and you're making sure that you're spending time getting it done and you're moving it forward every single day, then that's good. That's important but not at the expense of some of the most important things in life. Family, friends, your health, integrity. You can't do that. Those things have to be a priority of yours. And this is a really good takeaway from the book. I really liked it because it's a good um, reminder to us that while yes, work is important and accomplishing our goals is important and work is a big piece of our lives, it's not everything. And we need balance in our lives. And in order to achieve that, we have to come to this realization ourselves. And Unfortunately, you don't come to this realization in life, and a lot of people don't, I mean, until you start losing people or you lose stuff in life. And then at that point in time, you start to realize, oh my God, I'm, I'm losing a lot of stuff here. I'm losing a lot of relationships or I'm missing out on times that I can't take back. And by that point, it's too late. So realize it before it's too late. Make it real before it's too late so that you don't ever have to experience that. And last but not least, golden nugget number five, the ultimate question. Now, you only need one question to figure out your priorities, both long-term and short-term. And if there's anything, if there's anything that you take away from this book, let it be this sentence alone. 
What's the one thing that you can do such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary? This is what Jay Papasan and Gary Keller call the focusing question. It's the core concept around the entire book. It's about ruthlessly prioritizing everything on your schedule, everything on your calendar, everything in your to-do list, on your checklist, in deciding on what those core items are that you really need to accomplish that's going to make everything unnecessary. Now, this requires a lot of thought. It's not something that can be easily done. It requires thought. It requires planning. It requires you looking into the future and understanding perhaps what the next move from you should be. But this is so critical. This one sentence by itself, if you sit and let this marinate for a little bit, it'll start to make sense. It'll start to open up your mind to what you're doing every single day and start to help you prioritize what truly is important. This essentially comes back to the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle. We've talked about this on previous episodes of Cut the Crap Podcast, where 20% of the input gives you 80% of the results. What is that 20%? That's the kind of stuff that you need to be focusing on, not the 80%. Oftentimes we get distracted and our time gets sucked up by the 80%. That's wrong. That's wrong and you're not going to become something and you're not going to achieve the extraordinary by doing that. You need to focus more on the 20. And by focus, I mean relentlessly focus on it. What can you do every single day to move forward on that 20? Again, remember what I said earlier. Not all items on your to-do list are created equal. So you got to prioritize. you got to figure out what you can do now that's going to give you the biggest leap in the shortest amount of time and do those things make time for them they might be the hardest things but you got to do them now papasan and keller they suggest asking this question on two levels the macro level and the micro level so the example here that they use is if your ultimate goal in life is to fly a plane across the atlantic ocean then the answer to the focusing on a macro level would most likely be to get a pilot's license why because it'll make actually flying the plane a lot easier. But on a micro level, so again, if we ask that question, what's the one thing I can do right now such that, that would probably be going and signing up for flying lessons, a micro level. So once you've found the answer to the focusing question on a macro level, all you have to do whenever you find yourself lost or distracted or, you know, and what should I do next land, just ask it again on a micro level and you'll know what to do. One helps you figure out the direction of your life. The other, the next action you have to take in order to get there. And again, you apply this same type of mentality, the same type of philosophy to the domino example. Again, you start off with a two-inch domino, and yet, if you keep moving, you keep making that progress, all of a sudden you have a domino that stretches from the earth to the moon. All right, my friends, there we have it. That's the one thing, the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results by Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. I like this book. I hope you liked it too. Very simple read, simple message, easy to follow, easy to understand. A lot of really good takeaways from this book. Hope you really like this one. I'm really excited to talk to Jay Papazan on Wednesday. Now with Jay, we go into a lot more detail, a lot of these elements. So you definitely want to catch that interview on Wednesday. Really, really good chat with him. If you guys like this episode, then please 
do me a favor, go on iTunes, rate and review the show. If you guys want, follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Reach out to me by email, ryan.caligiri at me.com. Let me know what you guys think. If you like it, let me know, guys. If you don't like it, hey, let me know as well, too. Either one is good. But uh, also, if you guys really enjoyed the content from this one, then definitely go pick up the one thing. Support Jay, support Gary, and uh, let them know that you appreciate the work that they do. And again, like I say, every single week when I bring you a book, you don't know which book might have a tremendous impact on your life. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's the one thing that could just be the catalyst that completely changes your life around. I don't know. But my whole goal here is to provide you with some stimulus every single day to make your life better or make somebody else's life better. So please do me a favor as well and share this with your friends. Share it with your family, your coworkers, because you just don't know, like I said, which book potentially change your life or change your friend's life, family's life, or what have you. So do me a favor and share this podcast, you guys. Get this out there and continue getting the good word out there. All right, that's a wrap. So I will catch you back here on Wednesday when I have the interview with the author from The One Thing, Jay Papazan. Until then, take it easy. I love you guys. You know, he wanted to make a lot of money, and so he went to this guru, right? He told the guru, you know, I want to be on the same level you are. And so the guru said, if you want to be on the same level I'm on, I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach at 4 a.m. He liked the beach. I said, I want to make money. I don't want to swim. Guru said, if you want to make money, I'll meet you tomorrow, 4 a.m. So the young man got there at 4 a.m. He all ready to rock and roll, got on the suit. The old man grabs his hand and said, how bad do you want to be successful? He said, real bad. He said, walk on out in the water. When he walks out to the water, it goes waist deep. So he's like, this guy crazy. I want to make money. He got me out here swimming. So the old man said, I thought you said you wanted to be successful. He said, I do. He came, dropped his head in, held him down, hold him down. Just before my man was about to pass out, he raised him up. He said, I got a question for you. He said, when you were underwater, what did you want to do? He said, I wanted to breathe. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it badder than you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. Only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. Are you hearing me? You don't count the cost on this one. You don't count the cost on this one. You, you just do what you gotta do on this one, and then you look back when it's all over and you see the rewards. You look back and you see the accomplishments. You don't count it. You just look back and you see that you succeeded. So what I'm telling you is, you can't count the cost, because if you count the cost and you see how much it costs, you might quit, you might give up, so you gotta go in knowing that I don't count the cost. Listen to me, you don't count how many breaths you take. You don't count it. You get to a point where you don't count it. You just do whatever it takes to get whatever you want.